I want you to have what I'm about to share with you. Otherwise, it's just dangerous to have people receive prophecy and not understand and know really what that's about. Uh, and so we'll give a few more minutes for those who are running a little bit late. And at that point, we'll close the doors. And we'll have service, of course, at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, so we certainly don't want to offend anybody. But I'm into uh, healthy, having a healthy body and a healthy release of the word of the Lord. Amen? Is that okay? All right, so if you've got some friends and stuff that are supposed to be here, you better shoot them a text and say, Jack, you better get here in a hurry because they're going to close the doors. Because for real, going to close the door. And uh, uh, my ushers, if you just help me, and they can certainly sit in the lobby, and uh, we might see them and pick them out anyway. But anyway, they could sit in the lobby and listen and be a part of it. But if you're in the room now, you're going to receive a personal prophetic word over your life, and that will change you forever. And everybody say, wow. All right, good. Take your Bibles with me. Turn to 1 Kings. If you could put that screen up for me, I'd appreciate it. 1 Kings 13. Let's all stand upon our feet, which are hopefully shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 1 Kings 13. Reading from the New International Version. By the word of the Lord, a man of God, we let me know his name, came from Judah to Bethel as Jeroboam was standing by the altar making an offering. He cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord, O altar, altar, this is what the Lord, of the, what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who now make offerings here. And human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes on it will be poured out. And when King Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, Seize him! But the hand he stretched out towards the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God by the word of the Lord. Verse 6. Then the king said to the man of God, Intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord. And the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. And the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and have something to eat, and I will give you a gift. The man of God answered the king, Even if you were to give me half of your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. Verse 11. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him that the man of God had done that day. They also told his father that what he had said to the king and the king asked him which way did he go. And his sons showed him by which way the man of God from Judah had taken. Verse 13, So he said to his son, Saddle the donkey for me, 
And when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and he rode after the man of God and he found him sitting under an oak tree and he asked, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, Come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back or go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you've come. And the old prophet answered, I too am a prophet, as you are. And the, an angel said to me, by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and he ate. <laughs> verse 16, so, verse 19, so sad. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. And while they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who brought him back. And he cried out against the man of God who came from Judah. This is what the word of the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you or not to eat and drink, and therefore your body will be burned in the tomb of your fa- buried in the tomb of your fathers. And when the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled. That must have been an awkward moment right there. He finished eating, verse twenty-three. He went back on his way, and to finish through verse thirty-two in summary. A lion came and devoured him and killed him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. And thank you for the word of the Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do, God, even in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, would you please go ahead and close the door? That'll be it. We will uh, receive nobody else at this time. There's this great unnamed prophet. And I love how the fact that he has no name, a great unnamed prophet, he's used mightily by the, by, by the Lord. And his prophecy comes to pass about 90 years later. Everybody say, wow, 90 years. Yeah, 90 years. How's that a long time to wait for something to come to pass? And he overcomes all kinds of temptations. He overcomes the temptation of wealth. He overcomes the temptation of fame. And he falls victim to what is a a false prophetic word. He falls victim to a false prophetic word. Prophecy is a wonderful gift to the body of Christ. Now, you should have notes. you have notes today? Okay, good. Fill them in. A prophecy is a wonderful gift to the body of Christ. It has powerfully changed my life. It has changed our church. It is, it, you, you get touched by the Lord through a personal word. It changes you. Its purpose, we will define using two different scriptures, although we could use more. Acts 15, verse 32. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brothers. The purpose of prophecy is to encourage and strengthen. Everybody say encourage and strengthen. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening. There it is again. So they prophesy for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. It adds comfort. So prophecy, personal prophecy here, is defined as that which is going to encourage, strengthen, and comfort. It's operation. Everybody say it's operation. 
Operation is under the unction of the Spirit of God. Now, I, this took me a little while to learn, but, but I think I figured it. We used to think that just the Spirit of God would come upon us and then we could prophesy, and, or come upon a, a person they would prophesy. That, that is true, but the Spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And there can be literally a demand that you put upon the Spirit of God. God how many of you know God wants to talk to you? He want, how many of you know He wants to strengthen you? How many of you know He wants to comfort you? I have a gift of mercy, so this other person will let in. They will soon show up at the door and you can let them in, but that'll be it. God wants to strengthen you. God wants to comfort you. Amen? He wants to encourage you, and that's what the Word of the Lord is going to do for you today. Amen? And it, it comes under the unction of the Spirit of God. It's according to one's faith. The, we're talking about its operation according to one's faith. Some people have a greater faith than others. We're going to prophesy in proportion of the faith that we have. And there can come moments where there's just terrifying accuracy in prophecy. But it's all according to the person who's bringing it, the faith that they have to bring that word. God gives talents, if you look at Matthew 25, 14-30. He gives gifts, He gives talents. Joel 2, 28-32, says that all can prophesy. All can prophesy. Wow. Somebody say wow. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 14, 39-33. Prophecy must be judged. Everybody say it must be judged. Say it again, it must be judged. First Corinthians 14 talks about prophecy and how they're supposed to weigh what the prophets say. So when we're prophesying over you today, this afternoon, or any time in your life, you judge that. What do you mean you judge it? You look at the Word, does it line up with Scripture? And that's basically how you judge it. But I mean, there's the inner witness, there's different things. But I, I, I want to say that I've had a word from the Lord. I've had a word from the Lord where, you know, I didn't really bear witness to it. I didn't bear witness to the word, and yet it was dead on from God. I remember a couple coming, getting prophesied over, and they came and said, Pastor, that was totally, totally not God. I counsel them. I know it was a word from God. But in their perception of who they see themselves to be, it was totally off the beam. And they said, do you think that was a word from God? And I said, absolutely. And I think they left the church. Anyway, they came back later. It's got to be judged. The spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophet. Uh, It's important to note that. Same with... The rest of the gifts, they can, you can turn them off and you can turn them on. I remember going to Randy Leshner's room years and years ago, one of our prophetic conferences. He's a, a prophetic voice and lives in Florida, Randy and, and Kathy Leshner. He'd been prophesying, or he had a room, about 80 people that he prophesied over. And uh, as he prophesied over this lady, uh, this is about three hours into it, I show up at the door 
And he's weeping. He's got his hands on her head. He's weeping. He's crying. And the Lord says, and he opens his eyes and he sees me and he stops. He says, you need, you need anything? I said, no, it's all good. Are you okay? Oh, no, we're great. I said, okay, well, service tonight is at 6. It was like 5 o'clock right then. He goes, okay, yeah, no problem. Is that it? I go, yeah, all right, go for it. He goes, oh. ah, he just goes right back in. It was just like, it was just like they stopped the car for a second. He had a little conversation with me, and he went right back, turn, turned back on. And the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophets. Now, he, I know you're not going to like this next thing, but prophets can be wrong. Yeah. He said, how do you know? Now, let me just say that everything that you hear here will be biblical. It will be, it will be biblical. This is, not, this, is, you know, we're not, this is not our first rodeo. Okay? It's going to be biblical. It's going to be encouraging. going to be strengthening. It's going to be for your comfort. All right? Nobody's going to get beat up and have their sin called out. All right? All right. Somebody say, praise the Lord. I'm so glad about that. And the prophet's authority is limited. Come on, somebody say the prophet's authority is limited. It's limited. It's limited. All right, the mistake that this guy made in the text that we read is that he trusted someone else's revelation rather than getting a word from God himself. Now, this is important. I mean, all of what I said is important, but this is really, really important. Everybody say it's really, really important. The mistake that this prophet in 1 Kings 13 made was that he trusted someone else's revelation rather than getting a word from God himself. And I will tell you today that you're going to hear a word from the Lord. As we hear it, we will release it to you. You are responsible for your own life before God. You're responsible for the word. You have to weigh the word. You have to stand before God yourself. You have to live that out. This young prophet, and we don't know if the older prophet was jealous and the younger, but there is a young generation that's rising. There is a group that is rising. The, the, the baton is being handed to, a, to a, another generation. Somebody say praise God. It's a multi-generational move of God. But the mistake that this young prophet made was that he believed the old guy who was either jealous or something. We don't know. We can presume different things, but the old guy lied. The old prophet. And he was a prophet. He lied. And then he really brought the word of the Lord after that. He had nobody to blame but himself. Listen, you're the prophet over your own life. Hello? What you have in your life now is a culmination of choices that you've made, seeds that you've sown, decisions that you've lived in, and, and of course, that our parents that have gone before us has had an effect upon us, as you will upon the generation that's after you. But we are all responsible. You can't blame anybody. Hello? You can't, you can't come to a time like this and say, well, he, said, he said I was going to get married, and, 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 and I didn't. It's not over yet. And furthermore, prophecy, personal prophecy is conditional. You should write that somewhere. It's not in your notes, but it should be. Personal prophecy is conditional. Say it with me. Personal. 
There are unconditional prophecies like he's going to ride out of heaven on a white stallion with King of Kings and Lord of Lords on his thigh. There's not one thing you and I could do about that. We might backslide today, God forbid. You could turn your back and never serve Jesus another day in your life. He's still coming. So that's not conditional. The return of Christ, the millennial reign, that's not conditional. You fulfilling your destiny as a great missionary across the continents of the earth, that is conditional. You see, you have to, you have to make choices to continually live. You have to wage a good warfare. We are responsible before God for our actions. And so, in conclusion of this little sermonette, as you hear the word of the Lord over you, just grab hold of it. And come, just come believing. There, there, is a, there, is, there is a dimension in the Spirit. I, we call it putting a demand on the anointing. Putting a demand on the anointing. Put a demand on God. Say, God, I, I have got... He'll touch you in direct proportion to the hunger that you have. God, I've got to hear from you. Lord, I want it. I mean, I will tell you that for 15 of those conferences, maybe more, I, oh, I would fast and pray and believe for one particular word. I wanted one word particular over a situation. And I never got it. I never got that word. Except I got it in my prayer closet, which is every bit as good. Hello. I didn't need somebody to call me out. I felt like the Lord said, I already told you. Can you tell one of those guys to tell me? No, I told you. But I want one of those guys to tell me, because that would be like so more cool. Like, cool. It'll really build my faith. No, I told you. No, I'm standing on my own word. I got my own self. How many of you know you should hear God your own self? The point of this whole time is that you would be activated in such a way that you would now hear the word of the Lord in a greater way for yourself. All right? Amen? Come on, Ray. God is raising up a company of prophets, a company of people that would prophesy. He's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. Come on, somebody say all flesh. Yeah. Wonderful. Last point. Prophecy encourage, builds, strengthens, comforts. It draws us closer to God. Amen? Very good. Can we have one of our minstrels come? Yeah. You want to share something, Pastor Chris? Oh, yeah. Come play. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Um, Our team is coming. And we are going to begin to prophesy over you all. Um, So, team, would you come? Praise God. Would you all stand up on your feet? Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord and call on His name. Come on, call on Him. Hallelujah. Are we recording right now? All right, good.